You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Southern California, and I'm so delighted to have you join me tonight. Well, I'm back from a spectacular cruise. It was so incredible and so much fun. I'm putting the pictures and what people had to say about the cruise in our upcoming April issue of Law of Attraction magazine. Now, if you treat these pictures as your vision board, well, you may be able to join us on our next cruise out of Florida in mid-November or early December 2016, especially those of you who wanted to come on this cruise but couldn't. The next one is for you, but it takes an action step for you to start visualizing so that you can send out that rocket of desire out to the universe and voila we will have you on the cruise now it's back to work as we're finishing up the april issue of the law of attraction magazine i just finished my article on the pineal gland that has all of the remedies to decalcify the pineal gland which is for those of you who remember our link to the cosmos. You know, the fascinating thing is, is that the pineal gland is our physical connection to the universe. It's truly the secret that very few people reveal. Yes, the law of attraction is about feelings and emotions, but they all go through the pineal gland, better known as our third eye, which connects our energy to the universal source of energy. It's like the driving force that solidifies the desires and connect us to that which we call God. So if your pineal gland is hard with calcification, how can you connect to the spiritual realm? It's more difficult for the high-frequency waves to penetrate a calcified pineal gland. And it leaves people feeling sad, depressed, angry, isolated. In other words, disconnected. And that's truly what depression is all about. It's your disconnection to the spiritual realm of faith. This holds true for every single addiction as well. So now we have a location in our body that is the physical form of the law of attraction. On the cruise, we had Harvey Beagleson's sons do live blood readings. And what was so wonderful is that it revealed stuck emotions that showed up in the blood cells. I thought I had released a painful emotional occurrence in my life, but it turns out it was still there. So the law of attraction is very much a part of our physical body. And the blood actually reveals the emotions that are responsible for ill health and lack of well-being. Our limiting beliefs are actually revealed through the holographic blood. Isn't that fascinating? Again, we don't have to believe the law of attraction is simply faith-based. It's within us, and we are showing proof of this in dramatic new ways. Now, in a few weeks, I'm going to have the Beagleson brothers come on and talk to us about the holographic blood because it's just so fascinating. And you will see a major article on the holographic blood in the next issue of the magazine. Yes, we have got everything from A to Z about the Law of Attraction and, of course, the Law of Attraction magazine. Now, today's show, we have astrologer Deborah Silverman with us. Deborah is Celebrity Sting's astrologer and a very, very close friend of his. 
He writes, quote, Deborah Silverman reminds you what fun it is to be you, the singular, freakish, awkward you. And she also reminds you of your potential, your gifts, and your place in the world, unquote. Deborah's book, The Missing Element, was just released to bookstores this week, and it is quite insightful as you find out what elemental sign, which means uh, the air, water, earth, or fire element that you are missing. Knowing this missing element, you can fill up your life with actions that bring all four elements and balance your life in to exactly the way that you want to live. I really enjoyed reading her book and it was extremely accurate. So we're going to talk more in detail about this with Deborah Silverman. So with that, let's take a fast break. And when we return, we're going to be talking to this most fascinating astrologer, Deborah Silverman. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Heard by millions worldwide through 38 internet radio stations and in over 135 countries. Come join us on Facebook for your daily dose of inspiration and action that reveals the secret within you. You can find us at facebook.com forward slash law of attraction radio network. That's facebook.com forward slash Law of Attraction Radio Network. Are you ready to be activated to draw money to you? Hi, I'm Jules, and I created the Triple Powered Money Activation app featuring a powerful LOA hypnosis session with high-frequency sounds from Code Dimensions that was fully energized by energy transformer Eric Altman. That's why I call it the Triple Powered Money Activation. I've been getting amazing reports on the effectiveness of the state-of-the-art app. Best part is the app is only $9.99 and you can find it on iTunes and Google Play to download into your smartphone. Just put in Money Activation in the App Store search and look for our green Triple Powered Money Activation app. Use it every night as you fall asleep. Get yours today and start manifesting money tomorrow. I'm back and you are listening to the Law of Attraction Talk Radio with Jules. Now let's talk with Deborah Silverman, who is an astrologer and psychotherapist of 38 years. And she really understands human nature. If you tell her your story, she's going to look at your chart and tell you what your purpose is, why you're down, when you'll fall in love, and best of all, just be prepared to laugh because she really brings out the humor in life and that makes everything so much easier to take. Deborah just wrote a brand new book called The Missing Element inspiring compassion for the human condition it's really really wonderful it's an easy read and it talks about you finding the missing element in your life it's really quite good welcome deborah to law of attraction talk radio i'm so delighted you could be with me today i'm delighted to be here I love your book, The Missing Element, because it's all about awakening. What was the reason that inspired you to write this book? It's such a great question. I've been asking myself the same question <laughs> um, because it's just come out today. Today's the actual day that's in the bookstores. Um, I would say it was compulsion. That spirit gave me a directive when I was really young. It's embarrassing to say how long. I think it was the longest pregnancy a human creature could ever have. <laughs> it, it literally took almost 20 years. And I was finding my notes yesterday just for fun to see when it was that I first started writing a book. You know, people say it all the time. I'm going to write a book. And I thought, I thought I was going to write a book. But at certain points, I gave up completely. And it was basically the impulse that I knew I have a body of information I've been practicing for almost 40 years as an astrologer and as a therapist, but I couldn't imagine how I was going to translate that into bite-sized bits because I'm so practical. I love to give people stories that aren't just theory. 
but they're mm-hmm. practical. So I was collecting stories, collecting stories, collecting stories, thinking about the book, writing, starting, writing, starting. And then all of a sudden, this is the craziest thing. Four people showed up within two week period offering me money. It was, I didn't even ask them and they wrote checks and they gave me enough money for a year for me to go. Now I couldn't stop working, but to go and write. And so it was basically by spirit's decree that someone showed these it was so crazy. They wrote me these checks. It was angel money, no strings attached. Go write a book, Deborah. And I was like, listen, how loud can you get? <laughs> so I couldn't argue. And that's what the book is about. Don't argue with fate. Don't argue with the design. There are some parts of your personality that aren't changeable. And when you finally get to com- you know, comfortable with them, the magic begins. Throughout the book, you are uh, talking about learning to change, changing the way we think. Um, it's really about awareness and about that now is the time. We can't do it later. We've got to wake up now, right? Said the astrologer. Yes, the time is now. <laughs> Said the astrologer. Time so why is it necessary that we wake up now? There's a configuration that occurred in 1776 that happened again in 2012, and it has to do with revolution. If you think back to 1776, around that 1780, there was this radical departure from society being what it was. And there was this incredible departure, like people really got, they dismantled the structure of government as they came across in these boats. They landed here and they said, nah, we're just going to cut ourselves off from Britain. We're not going to take care of the queen. We're not going to respect the old system. We're going to create a brand new system. Similarly, in 2012, that configuration occurred again. And it's asking us to break old molds. But we can't because there's no new frontier except on the inside. The last frontier now is to go in. So there's no other revolution to occur because we're trying, as we will with the government right now. We watch our elections every four years. We have this incredible disruption. But the truth is the outer world continues as business as usual. The inner world, which is why people listen to radio shows and watch these new age you know, books, they eat the books, they watch the videos, they do the internet, because there's an inner revolution going, I can't continue the old story, but what's the new one? So the time has come to break the mold of what was handed to us. And it's the first time in history that 7 billion people, we've never had these many people here. My favorite line I made up is, everyone you ever knew is here. Every past life connection you've ever had, every single being you've ever met, they're all here and they're saying, what are we going to do in the transition of an old system that's dated as we enter a new revolution on the inside? How do we handle our inner world and what does that even mean? which is where psychology and the metaphysical world and new age and astrology all come in. So there is a revolution and we're in the middle of it. Absolutely. And that's what I'm seeing as well. It's in my opinion, it's that we are all wakening up to our own personal power in which to change the way we think, change our vibration so that we can be aware of things that are not what we want to go forward with and we can change so that we can um, be more powerful individually and collectively. Is that the theme of it all? Yes. It's an individual. The thing that's so shocking is if an individual acknowledge the quality of power we had, like we can't see it because we think of people like Famous people, you see them in the media and you think they're so impactful or like these elections. I just can't get over the elections. But in your own house, you have a tremendous amount of power amongst your family. And if you were to die or if you were to get hurt or if you were to be ill, the whole of your family would rally. You don't realize the power in not in numbers, but in potency. So if you individually decided that you wanted to change the nature of humans like you wanted to take it into your own hands, you wanted to be kind, or you wanted to be awake, or you wanted to be bright, or you wanted to help people. You can't imagine the power that you have as a one. So I'm all about, that's what the book is, one person at a time, figure out your missing element, which is always the one you don't want to do. (laughs) And we'll just, we'll talk more about that. But once you know the missing element, which on one hand is just being compassionate, but on the other hand, it's really specific to your personality. What part of you is being left behind. And then you take that responsibility and your whole world changes like in half an hour. Mm-hmm. Powerful. So let's go into the four well, elements. Now you're talking uh, astrology wise with the water, air, earth, and fire. 
Um, and you're saying that um, I believe I'm an heir, but if I am missing some fire in there, then that's what I need to kind of develop. Is that what the gist of it is? You got it. So you take a test in the middle of the book on page 46. You take a test and you ask, you establish what's your lowest or highest score. Whatever the miss, like, let's do an example. So let's say somebody's missing fire. We'll use that example, which means they don't have the get up and go. They don't have the sexual energy running. They're not having fun and they're not being entertained by life. They're kind of grumpy. So to insert fire, you have to put on loud music. You have to go to a party. You got to dress up. The thing you don't want to do, the very thing that someone without fire is like, ew, I hate that. But if that, it's like four wheels in a car. If that water element or that fire element's down and the water element's too big, the car's off balance and you can't drive properly. It, It happens all the time. Someone comes to see me and they can't figure out why they lost their chi. Well, you have no fire. But it feels so unnatural. The hard thing about this book and my life's work is I set, I, I'm a fire starter. I like to describe myself. I set fires under people and I go, look, if you want to change the planet or you want to have a life or you want to fall in love or you want to lose weight, it all comes really down to identify the thing you're not doing and then do it. So it's not that fun because until you do it, then like mine was earth. I wasn't very good at earth, which is cleaning and organizing and books and, you know, um, details and taxes. And now I thrive on it. Mm-hmm. I inserted the practice of, you know, I hired some people, <laughs> but I did insert the practice of practicality. And now my world is so easy because I don't have that secret, you know, unconscious icky feeling that keeps me feeling imbalanced. So all four of them have different symptoms. And when you change it, it honestly changes the whole story. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to get balanced with your life, in your life, by identifying what element is missing from your life. I think this is really good. And I did take the test and I thought it was fascinating because it even helped me understand uh, myself a little bit more. I am like almost identical with water and air. Oh, that's a good sign. What and I, and I'm score my total score, not your, no, no, your low score. Oh, that was fire. I only had a three in fire. Yeah. Well, that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> but the others, I really had a lot. So, you know, I'm, I'm it definitely even with water and air. Well, the goal of the game is to have all four, even not just three. And that's the missing element. So then you would go to the fire chapter and you would cultivate fire. I see. And that balances out the cycle. That balances out the whole picture. And it's always the missing element that's requiring our attention. And so for you, it would be being bold and being blunt and being honest and, and energy. So how's your energy? Um, actually, it's pretty good. I just got back from a law of attraction cruise. <laughs> Wait a minute. I see that I, it's not a three. It's actually one, two, three, four, five. So it's two off of the others. That's not bad. That's pretty balanced. Yeah. Surprisingly. Yeah. Yeah, I feel good. I feel happy. That's the clue. If your world works and you are embodying what would be called joy or happiness or a level of enthusiasm, your system is working. That means that you've got your water. Let's just go through them. So water is, and it doesn't require your birthday. People are always like, well, do I, is it, you don't have to believe in astrology. In fact, if you notice in the book, I never mention astrology. Yes. Because I wanted this to be mainstream so people couldn't resist it and they would be able to understand it from a very basic point of view that was applicable to their kids, to their husbands, to their best friend, rather than it have to be a complicated, astrology is a very profound science, which I teach and I get great pleasure from it, but it's not that complicated when you're simply saying water is your emotional body. Some people really don't know how to cry. Other people can't stop crying. Water is the part that's super sensitive and has great compassion for the dogs and the cats and the neighbors and the pain and watching the news and reading a sad song or listening to a sad song or reading a sad poem. They love that feeling. At its worst, they become very distracted by their emotional body At their best, they're psychics and creative and unbelievably healing because they just love to clean you water from your pain. Mm. But at worst, they pick up everybody's pain. They feel awful. Yes, the empath. Yeah. Exactly. That's the downside of the empath is water. Air 
is the mind, airheads. They think, they talk, they write, they go on and on and on. They have an incredible amount of um, information going on at all time, but it makes them feel like they're scattered and they can't make decisions and they've got too much going on, like a hot air balloon. Like, I don't know where I'm going, I'm following the wind and they can't really get decisive. They're super, super decisive and very concrete. They have many ideas, they're super smart. At their best, they're like minds that are steel trap doors. At their worst, they're airheads, forgetting where they're going, forgetting what they're doing, and that can be the downside of error. <laughs> Earth people are very grounded and solid and stable and reliable and on time, and they clean and they organize and they do taxes. They get off on all that. They love having everything in its right place. I wish you could see my office right now. Um, and they naturally bring order wherever they go. At their worst, they're miserly and they get caught in details and they're perfectionists and they judge themselves and they judge you and you should do this and you should eat that. And they're kind of like know-it-alls, but they do really have the gift of leadership because they're the ones responsible. It's the responsible beings on the planet. And then the last is fire. And that's like the super enthusiastic fun factor. They're loud, they're bold, they're show-offs, they need attention. They get so off on physical activity and sexuality and dancing and music and singing at their worst, they're super blunt and they stick their foot in their mouth and they wear their hair in a funny way. Just kidding. <laughs> that is so true. So this is a, 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 an approach that you can find out how much you've grown. Say you take this test and six months later you take okay. it again, it might be totally different. Is that correct? Definitely, definitely. It, it is without a question. This system is a evolutionary tool. Mm. Like I have all these clients. I love when this happens. So people come to see me and for example, let's just do water. So they're super depressed mm -hmm. and they don't understand why their emotional body is so distracting and they can't get out of it. And they're addicted to television or to the videos or something. And then I have to say to them, okay, we're going to insert, let's say they're missing error. I'm going to give you some books. You're going to go take some classes and we're going to get you up and out of the house. But you, we got to find out what your interests are. It's very custom designed. The rest of the book, you go into the story of the water, the men and women of the water, as you do with all of the elements. And um, so the difference between a man and a woman working in air with the air element would be um, those are two different people, right? The men and women. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely show up different as men and women. Let me, t let me give you some of the stories because that will help. Okay. So in the book, there's four stories and I won't tell all of them, but I'll tell the one that I find the most poignant that will really make a point. So the water story, mm -hmm. there's, you know, in each chapter, there's an example of someone who's mastered that element. So in the water chapter, it's the story of a, it's funny to say this, but it's a story of a fireman who spent 25 years in New York City in Manhattan working as a lieutenant or a fire captain in a house, firehouse. And on September the 9th, 2001, he retired. On September the 10th, he had a big roast and all of the guys that knew him for all those years came. They had a big party. And on September the 11th, he left New York City, or left New Jersey, actually flew out of New Jersey, to move to Hawaii to retire. As he's flying, he looks out the window on his side of the plane and he sees the World Trade Center on fire. And that's right the block where his firehouse was. Mm. The plane lands. He drives back to, back to New York and he finds out everyone's dead, including the guy that took his job yesterday. So he has to now come to me. We're working with water. His emotional body is a wreck. How do you forgive the unforgivable? Mm -hmm. How do you open your heart again? How do you understand how did he live? And it was this beautiful exercise then at that point of us looking at water. And that's what the water chapter is about. What do you do with your sensitivity? How do you deal with broken hearts? What's the medicine that you're going to use to get yourself up and out of that? So there's an example. So each chapter has a story. Hmm. Yes, it's fascinating. And the way that you've organized all of this makes it so easy to understand. It really is the missing element, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, that was my that was my dream was to make it really easy so that people could find how to be practical with it and not just be in theory. You know, you have a paragraph in here under the crisis, and I thought it was excellent. It says power lies in acceptance and in surrendering to what is human nature 
is immature. You can't move a mountain or change your bloodline. <laughs> I love this. Who wrote that? You did. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. And uh, basically, it's you have to start trusting. There's no way to argue with fate. Good luck with that. Yeah. It's so funny. I, I just before you called, I was in. Um, I'm an emotional day today. My best friend who passed away a year ago, it's her birthday today. And today's mm -hmm. the day my book is put on Barnes and Noble on the um, shelves. And so I just wrote a, um, something beautiful to her. And just that same thing of arguing with fate, like, why is she not here? And how could my book come out on her birth date? And in her death, she had a caretaker who was living with her, who we knew for years. She just picked mm -hmm. him to take care of her. And when he left, when she left, he and I ended up getting together and we've been together since and having this amazing relationship. So in her death, she handed me love. It's just the craziest story. Wow. But, but it's those things with fate. It's where fate has her way with us and you can't argue with it. And you either cultivate faith in that there's a design, said the astrologer. None of this is by mistake. Everything that's going on with you and your karma and who you're hanging out with and who you're not hanging out with. It's all part of a package. And as an astrologer, I really have come to really respect that which is beyond our understanding, better known as the design. Einstein said it so well. God is not playing with dice. This is not random. And as an astrologer, I, can, I do sessions all the time, and I love watching people's charts. So be them. And, um, and Judy, who has passed, she was um, such an example of, her chart, Pisces, she died of emphysema because she wouldn't quit smoking cigarettes and she died of addiction. And yet she was such an amazing spirit. It's so funny. But water took her out. Hmm. So it was the emotions, actually. Yeah, she had so much water in her chart. And so addiction is that. Addiction is when the emotional body becomes so distracted by pain, the collective pain, they feel everybody's pain. That they want to escape. So that's how she did it. Yeah, and it's also almost impossible to connect. And that's what really addiction is, is the inability to connect to one another, to God, to to the spiritual faith that people absolutely need to have find that joy. So yeah, it's um it's really I mean that goes along with the water, the inability to actually feel and connect with others. Yeah, that's why the 12 steps is so great because you do get to connect with others in the name of getting over your addiction. Right, right. Um, let's go into um, we human beings are going through this revolution. I am keeping my mind focused on a very peaceful revolution. But what is, uh, what's going on as far as where's the future going to take us? I don't think it's so peaceful. I don't think, I think this display of what we're seeing in the rallies and is real. There's a level of human nature that is very, very unsatisfied and for good reason and very discontent. And that has a lot to do with the have and the have nots. And just also the bad design. I mean, I love Einstein said where God wasn't playing with dice, but on the other hand, what a stupid design that people have so much and others have so little and that there's such a range of consciousness that occurs in this. It makes me mad. So, so in the transition, as we go through this revolution, revolution is horrible. Just like birth is horrible. I mean, you've been in a birth canal, you watch a woman giving birth. It's unbelievably painful. But on the other side, is a miracle. Right. right. And I'm an ultimate optimist. I have absolute faith that we will get through this. Absolutely feel it. It's very positive, but it it's like coming to grips with the awareness so that we can change it. Exactly. So that's what it's all about. Are we, um, I mean, is it supposed to end after the election, is it 20 more years of the revolution occurring? What is um, it that you see in the stars? I think <laughs> what I see in the stars, I think that um, there is something to be said about time. 
And it isn't something the mind understands, nor does it really exist, so they say, in the abstract form. Right. So when we talk about time, is it going to be 20 years? Is it the end of the election? People talked about 2012 being this big turning point. It was astrologically significant, but really, time is not what we think. So we are an evolving species, and we are backwards. We we learn by mistakes. (laughs) Don't know who made that up either. I I have a lot of arguments. I can't wait to get home. Why would we learn by mistake? Why would we not get a memo or a little, you know, instruction book? The mom gets the baby, the baby comes with a little code, the code gets put in the computer, downloaded with the lessons you're going to learn. Here's the time. Like, thank you very much. Now we have a running start, but no, this transition on the planet and this evolutionary game is so confusing that we don't even believe, some people don't believe there's a a climate problem. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) There are a lot of people who don't believe what we're being told because there is such distrust. So the question you're asking about time is, is the species evolving? Yes. Is there a timeline? No. Are we turning a corner? Yes. Is there an end result we can see and focus? No. Is there a decision you can make as Jules or me as Deborah to be able to say, I'm going to make a difference when I wrote this book and I disciplined myself. It was not easy. When I um, do my sessions every day, when I do my readings, I am extremely disciplined and I think it came from knowing that in past lives, the only way that souls can contribute, I, I'm passionate about this place, Earth, not so much um, the way it is right now, <laughs> but I have a real p- beautiful picture, as you do, about the peaceful long view. Uh-huh. I'm on a determined mission this life to invite people to say, listen, if you personally took responsibility for your food, for your health, for your kids, for your kids' well-being, for your independence, for your partner's well-being, most of all, for you being you, I swear to God, the planet would change in a minute, but it's not happening just yet. (laughs) There are those of us like you who are doing a contribution because you're sharing information with people, and this is how we educate, just what you're doing right now. Right. Right. So we are turning a corner, but it could actually go either way at this point. It could be peaceful or unpeaceful. And uh, in other parts of the world, it's kind of on the unpeaceful side. Although yeah. there's division here in the United States. But is do you see um, that the growth is going to be better for everyone? You know, there's no question at all that evolution on the planet is going positive. I mean, we may see the disregarding of the humans as we watch this just the breakdown. But on the other side, there's so much. We have buttons that we push every day. We have we eat like kings and queens. There's food brought to us that we could never get in the past. There is an incredible amount of um, friendships occurring across lines because now we have this thing called internet where you really can make a friend across the world. <clears throat> this never happened before. Right. right. So there's a million. I would love, I've often thought about this. Wouldn't it be fascinating to make a list of all the magical things that has happened and then make a list of all the tragedies and see which one was bigger? Cause evolution is having her way. And I do think it's positive. We do have a decision to make as a collective as individuals. And then as a collective, are you willing to do your work? Like how much do you, this is a question I ask people all the time. How much do you take care of your body? What are you feeding it? We, we hate this conversation from eating organic to not eating, to eating meat, to not eating meat, to eating sugar. Like we are so disrespectful to the physical plane. Yes, you're right. I was uh, on the cruise last week and um, some medical people said, you know, you have to eat at least a little bit of meat. And I'm going, I can't, I just can't. It makes me cry to eat meat. I can't do it. I feel the animals. But they're saying in order for me to be healthy, I have to get emotionally upset to ingest something that just makes me feel terrible. That's a a quandary that I'm seeing happen to a lot of people now. Well, I think there's a respect of you, Jules, knowing your body. There's definitely scientific proof. And then there's individuals because I'm like you. And there's a way to stay healthy. I mean, I, I had to finally conform. I, I do eat fish and I do have a little bit of chicken. I cannot do the red meat. I, but, I but but it's a it's I respect people. I, I am the astrologer says, let everyone be their individualistic self, but answer the question. 
Are you listening to your body? Are you respecting it? Or are you impulsive and cheap and going for whatever's for, like we have disrespected mom and she's mad at us mm-hmm. now in the long term, is she going to piss us, you know, get, push us off? Who knows? We do have an option right now to see if we can change the story. I really, really believe that. And I think there's a lot of us that are doing it. You well, are. Well, we are winning that information uh, because people are more aware of the live water. They're more aware of GMOs and what not to eat. They're more aware of organics. They're more aware of even organic wines and beverages like that. You know, so it's like, okay, we are becoming aware and people are taking, we're even becoming aware of the chemtrails. Um which we were told it was all conspiracy theories, but it's turning out to be absolutely true. So we are, and I'm sure you you see this, is that the the amount of people who are becoming awake through these means, it totally changing um, everything. I mean, Monsanto is is going down the drain. That's why the bells are going off. It's so true what you're saying. I have a theory that bells only go off, go off when truth is spoken. There is an unbelievable, Monsanto is such a great example of the dark forces. And then in my book, in the last chapter on fire, the biggest organic farm in the world has been brought to us by two fire signs, the Goodmans. It's called Earthbound Farms. You've probably heard of it at Whole Foods when you buy uh-huh. it. So their stories in my book, um, and their story, I love their story. They were 20 years old, such a great story. Two, two Jewish New Yorkers moved to California, 20-some years old. They can't afford to rent, so they buy. They, they have a shareholding place where they go stay at someone's house in exchange for taking care of their garden. And this is funny. And they showed him the garden. They say, you're going to stay here and you have to take care of the stuff. And here's the pesticides. And he knows nothing. And he opens up the pesticide little cabin where all the stuff is. And he can't stand the smell. And he closes it. And he says to his wife at the time, his girlfriend, I'm not going to use that stuff. And he proceeds to make sell his um, farming for in bags. They start to put the lettuce in bags. And over the next 10 years, they become the biggest, the biggest organic farm in the world. I love it because he couldn't stand the way it smelled. He knew nothing, but this is very fire sign people. They don't really know much. They just follow their impulses and they're very spontaneous and um, they change the nature of what we eat. So there's this positive story of him, the two of them following spirit, being impulsive, just, just disregarding this little, you know, hut with all the pesticides and they become these famous farmers and they collect all the farmers in California and they teach them how to do organic farming and they change. And this is a powerful statement about what's possible. Mm-hmm. I love that story that they didn't know what they were doing is my favorite part. So fire women. And I know a couple who are actually going to the schools, the elementary schools and teaching the children how to do organic farming. Oh, I love that story. And they have to be fire women. Wouldn't you agree? Or could it be, or maybe they're earth. Well, they put the two, so this is what you need to know. You put the two together. So yes, they put together fire and earth and they follow through with their dreams. You can't just have fire. You got those women or the husband and team, wife team, the good men's definitely have earth. I promise. Um, yes, but the, it doesn't require that they be a fire sign, but yes, to start something like that, that takes fire. Interesting. Well, how about you? How did you start this, this radio station? How did you get here? Oh, nine years ago. <laughs> I don't know. I I was interviewed. I'm a hypnotherapist. I was interviewed on one show, and I thought to myself, I think I can do this. And then two weeks later, I started my show. <laughs> and then it's just like, here I still am, and I'm having a great old time. And so you have the show. How often do you have the show? Oh, it's every week. And I have listeners all over the world and they are so, I have a real love relationship going on with my listeners. They're all fabulous. And uh, I started Law of Attraction magazine. So I've got a number of ways in which I can um, get the information out that is acceptable to the people who are visual and the people who are audio. So is that what your, um, the cruise was about? The cruise was all about the law of attraction. Definitely. We had uh, New York Times Pam Grout 
New York Times bestselling author, Hay House author, Pam Grout with us. And we just, oh my, it was so fabulous. And how many people did you have? Oh, goodness. Um, you know, we had a couple of people who missed their flights, but we had them flying in all over. It was a good number. And it was such a, a treat just to hug them. <laughs> I mean, it, it was, and people were just like, oh, the best cruise ever. So, yeah, I I love my job. <laughs> I love what I do. I just love being self-employed, being the entrepreneur. And each and every day is so exciting. That's the call. Then now, see, that's spirit working through you. And that's what everybody listens to the show. You all have to ask yourself, what's your what are you here to do? Because that's our whole function. We're here to bring something, a gift, and you're carrying it. You got it already in your little suitcase. That's the gift of astrology. I get to tell people, here's what your promise was. Let me tell you. And then they suddenly go, wow. It's so silly. It's like I say to somebody, you have red curly hair. And they're like, yeah, I do. And I'm like, have you looked in the mirror? Like, But it helps so much to have somebody mirror back to us. Right. right. Because it's hard to see yourself. It is. And but... And they're doing so much better than they think. I always see that. People are doing so much better. Right. right. That is so true. They don't, they know that they're not feeling totally happy, but they can't get or identify what is truly going on. And that's where astrology helps dramatically. It's true. Any good therapy, any good healing. I always tell everybody, go ask for help. Mm -hmm. Like, don't be hesitant. If you aren't operating, if you can't say, I'm doing a radio show and I just took a cruise. I'm having so much fun or I feel then you can ask for help. Mm -hmm. All you can do is start with the prayer. Yeah. It, it truly works. I mean, literally, you know, I started the show and I was pretty miserable. I was a miserable human being <laughs> and then doing everything and interviewing all the top people. It gave me uh, the best learning experience so i learned from the experts and each one that came through was um just helped me grow and evolve so it took me nine years but i gotta say well it took me less than that but i am just loving life and i'm hearing that you are loving life too by just your your voice your your vibration it's just high up there <laughs> it's real high I'm I'm having a lot of fun. I, I really, you know, I wasn't a very happy kid. It's always so funny when I tell my kids that. I, I was a serious kid, and I had such a strong sense of purpose. When you asked the question we started with, how did I write the book, uh -huh. I just always knew that I came down here to help. I mean, I probably drove my mom crazy. I would ask questions like, why are we here? I was really little. Like, why are we here? What is this thing? And she was like, would you just eat your cereal? I remember her saying, would you stop? But I couldn't. Mm -hmm. so, so this, this brings, brings up, up this brings up something that um is often voice in the law of attraction field in that you didn't come here to save the world the world doesn't need fixing i love that but at the same time if i'm not here to serve then why am i doing the radio show why am I putting That's, out all this information? Well, there's a difference between saving and serving. <laughs> okay, great insight. Yeah, you don't need to save the earth. You just need to serve the earth because all she does is give to you. Look what the earth does. She feeds us. She turns the electricity on. She gives us water. And she gives us pillows. She gives us love. She gives us everything we need. And what do we give back to her? Good question. Yeah. Yeah. And that's our service. And that's what I'm doing with you right now. I, I love, I always wanted to be a waitress, but I've been so busy. But I love serving people. Interesting. I love the feeling of serving people. Isn't that funny? I do too. too. You're right. You probably gave the best, best explanation for the law of attraction. Fixing is not serving. I love that. That's the first time I've ever heard that, and I applaud you. That's it. You nailed it. I, I've been thinking for a little while. I'm a Gemini. My mind, oh. <laughs> I kind of bug myself. All I do is think. It's really funny. I, I was thinking about that just the other day. Like, I get on these, because you can imagine my book just came out today. 
and I'd been on the radio shows and I hear myself and I think, wow, like somebody has definitely been talking. <laughs> that looks just like Deborah Silverman. <laughs> so Deborah, you're a Gemini. I am too. What, when were you born? May 24th. Oh, oh, I'm a late Gemini. You're an early Gemini. Yes, it's a, and we are in a, ma a major cycle. Geminis are in a wild energy for the next two years. Yours is more next year of discipline. It's a really good time for discipline. Oh, goodness. Isn't that funny? That's a word I'm not really crazy about. <laughs> so many people that don't like discipline. I love it. What don't you like about it? It's restrictive. And it's the way I'm thinking about it. And I feel it's restrictive because I like to be um, off the cuff. I want to be spontaneous. At, well, you know, at the moment, yeah. it help you? this is how I reframed um, discipline. If you think of the disciples, like there was Christ energy and he came down or any master and then he has teachers around them. They call them disciples. So discipline for me has become more about discipleship. Like I love to be in service to the master, to the one, to God, to spirit. So tell me what you want me to do and I'll do it. Not because you're pushing me or shooting me. I hate that, but because I want to. Mm, I like that. And then, then it's not discipline anymore. Then it's like, oh boy, I get to help. Mm. Wow. That's great. So this year you're the early Gemini. So this is your year for discipline. Yes, and yours is the next year. So you're out there serving because it feels so good to you. I love it. I'm having so much fun. And I'm, you know, at the age I'm at, I'm almost 60. And what happens when you get to 60 is Saturn return, it's called in astrology, 58 to 60 is a wonderful turning point. Hmm. So. I have heard that before. My 58th birthday, people have told me, has been the most powerful year of my life. Exactly. Isn't that something? It's so accurate. So after age 60, then what? You're so funny. Because I'm 62. <laughs> then you begin to feel free. There's a freedom that starts to happen. Oh my gosh. That is so true. Oh gosh. That is the blessing of aging. Uh, because never have I felt so free, so able to be myself, so free of judging myself. So this is the best of my life right now. It's coming out. It's fabulous time. Well, I wish the kids would know it's so much fun to get older. They don't know it, but it's so true. Yeah, that's the message I want to get out. Absolutely. Your best years are ahead of you and then louise hay you know at 85 she or 86 she finds a boyfriend <laughs> i know i just think okay her life is still going on full speed i know i love that she found a boyfriend i know it's so neat wow this is so much fun what else do we need to cover but this book is so great you know it's it's just so easy reading that it clicks. Every single page clicks. You did a great job. Thank you so much. And is there um, anything else that we didn't cover in the book that you want everybody to hear? I'm looking at the book. I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, you, it's so funny because you caught me on such an emotional day. One that my friend died this day or her birthday. And then the other is that my book is coming out today. Um, just that dreams really do come true and it is all about points of view and it is really truly between your ears that the freedom button is the only thing you've got everything else. I think there's a lot of this life is faded. We've been handed our hair color and our DNA. We've been given our parents. We've been given the, the men or the women we're going to be in relationship with. We get certain amount of free will and then there's no free will at all. But what is true is you get to change it with a simple thought. When you're ready, you activate your free will and the whole thing turns around whole thing whole turns thing. around so actually everything is going to turn around for the entire planet then 
if they choose so. And we, you and I are going to make that happen, aren't we? We are. We're doing it right now. So I, I just feel so wonderful about the future. I feel so wonderful about the book, The Missing Element, Inspiring Compassion for the Human Condition. By the way, what is your definition of the human condition? Human nature and the nature of us being so goofy. <laughs> we hurt each other. I love know? it. We're kind of mean. But when you realize it's just part of the human nature faculty, it's the nature of the beast, it's the nature of the mind, there's compassion. And no one's trying to be mean. Even the funny-looking people that you st- – I, I watch these rallies and I go, I always want to pretend I'm them. Like, what would it be like to be them? At the rallies? Yeah, anyone that I don't understand. I always enter into their point of view. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, wow, yeah. I know. This is – there's no two ways about it. We're living in a very exciting time. And we all chose to be here at this particular time. I think it was an assignment. I don't think it was. A, I think many of us were on the wheel of fortune, better known as the wheel of karma. And they said, look, we need a lot of people in at one point. How about 7 billion? Everyone you ever knew is here. <laughs> and we, and then every, yeah, you didn't have to resist. You could surrender. But I think some of us got pushed on the bus. <laughs> Well, I didn't. I jumped in at first. I was like, I'm going to be here because never have I been in such an exciting time where you can actually see people awaken to their personal power. It's absolutely. It's so true. You're so beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you for including me in your tribe in your community well uh deborah i hope you come back on and uh tell us more and um please tell us how we can get the book the missing element barnes and noble has it today but what about can we go online yes it's on amazon it's on my website deborah silverman astrology if you want a signed um you can get a chart and a signed version if you go on my website Deborah Silverman Astrology and just click on product or no, there's a book, you know, Sting is a good friend of mine. He did a beautiful video about the book. Oh, it's on oh. my website. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Cause he's um, noted on the outside cover. Yeah. He, he, yeah. He's one of your clients. Big cheerleader. Yeah. We've got a great friendship. So you are still doing uh, readings, astrology forecasts. Oh yeah. Oh, great. So people can go to your website and um, uh, check you out and um, sign up for an interview. Or or come study with me. I teach astrology. I love teaching astrology. Oh, how fun is that? Yeah, and I really have this great program where we have all these students learning to be astrologers. So you you just go to D-E-B-R-A, Deborah Silverman Astrology, and you click on learn for the classes or products for the book. Or I also have these really, really funny videos. I don't know if you've seen them yet. They're on YouTube. If you go to YouTube and you just put in Jules, or sorry, you put in Deborah Silverman, Gemini. <laughs> it's funny, Gemini Jules. Deborah Silverman, Gemini. You'll see a little five-minute video come up that will be me acting out Gemini, which is funny. So if you want to giggle, go to YouTube and put in my name, Deborah Silverman, and your sign. Oh, wow. Hey. Great. You know what? The, this is so important. Because right now, and I could be wrong, but from what I'm seeing, everybody is wanting to jump on the entrepreneur wagon. They're tired of working for someone else. They want to become their own person. And I really admire this. So learning astrology, you're helping people to become that entrepreneur. And it's really working. That is fantastic. Really, that isn't that what's going on right now that people are turning away from the old um, standard of working for their dollars to creating their dollars through being an entrepreneur self-employed or whatever. Do you find that to be true? Oh my God. Yes. It's everywhere. Okay, good. And astrology, this astrology with Deborah. Oh my goodness. Everybody go and sign up for our classes. I think I'm going to do that too. It's just oh my fascinating. God, that would be so fun, a little Gemini. And I have all these women that are older who are coming in and they're becoming, they're really using astrology to make money and make a practice out of it. It's so cool. Now that is good news. I love it. 
Okay. Well, Deborah, thank you so much for taking the time coming on. I love, love, love this book. It's great insight for all of us. We need to find our missing element. And uh, it's the path to discovering our true self. So thank you, Deborah. Thank you. What a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com and have a great week.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.